Hey guys, and welcome back to Quality Shot Football and another podcast as well that we're going to be going through, well, some matches because uh, apparently there's been a lot of postponements. Not apparently, there have been a lot of postponements uh, because of the Queen passing away, of course, God rest her soul. Uh, but we're going to go into football and a lot of results from at least Europe, Champions League. So there's some big results. There's some matches actually going on as we're speaking right now. Uh, so we won't give you spoilers if you're watching it, although you're probably going to watch this later anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, but matches on the weekend, there are some matches. I, it seems like we've just calculated that the matches that aren't taking place are London-based matches <coughs> where the team's playing at home, basically. Uh, so there are going to be some Premier League matches going into, going on, sorry, even, so we'll go into that as well. Before we do, though, uh, remember to hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, leave a rating review. Ash, Ali, Arangan, are you all well? I think just nod your heads because I feel like everyone just nods anyway. Yeah, no, I'm all, all good, all good. Three nods? Good, okay. Arangan was a very slow nod, so I'm going to say <laughs> he's not as happy as everyone else at the moment. Uh, right, okay. We can start off then with, I guess we can have a quick look at the table for the Premier League and I guess the season so far and Angham will be happy to talk about this because Arsenal are top of the league and uh, they have lost a match to uh, Manchester United in the last match of course but apart from that it's been pretty plain, plain sailing so we can start with you Aaron Gann and we'll quickly uh, touch upon the table as well so Arsenal I mean must be pretty yeah. happy or disappointed in of course winning against Manchester United and completely you know replicate the Invincibles season I guess <laughs> yeah I mean yeah, it it was it was going to happen at one point. Um, just really annoying that it happened to United because they went and lost their next game anyway. Um, yeah, it was a good performance. Um, they're they're playing well under Ten Hag. Um, I think what the key thing for us was to get that win in midweek afterwards. Um, the the Arsenal of old would have gone into like a vicious spiral and started losing a bunch of games. Um, but I think I think it's still a lot of positives. We're still stop. We're still top, even if it is by a point. Um, and Arteta's got he's got a good group, and they're moving kind of in a positive direction. That's the type of game that we'd have lost like three or four nil last season. So you can only take positives from it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I think they well, they're playing pretty well, and you know normally <laughs> it's at the start of the season everyone's like oh also a top because alphabetically they're a top but uh, actually they're managing to carry that form through which is good and we i think we talked about them you know they're going to be there or thereabouts top four um should be pushing definitely for the top four and i don't know who knows i mean i know we're not saying that they're going to be title contenders but you just stranger things have happened leicester won the premier league not too long ago so you know what anything can happen it's football what a cliche um <laughs> Apart from that, then, so Chelsea at six. Ash, I'll get your quick view on that. I mean, what have you thought so far? I mean, we're on 10 points, five behind the leader. That is Arsenal. Um, but we're above Liverpool, so happy days. Uh, so how are you feeling, Ash? Yeah, I mean, we, I don't think we've necessarily played even well enough to warrant being six. So I'll definitely take it. And only being five off the top is pretty encouraging because, yeah, I think we actually... I, I, um, we maybe played well one match this season and that was against Spurs and we didn't even win that. Um, so to be at that, at that sort of position in the table at this stage of the season, it's um, somewhat encouraging. Um, I think if we, yeah, if we can 
we'll see how it kind of works with the new manager and how long it takes for his ideas to get across to the team. Um, but potentially looking at, you know, getting into that top four, obviously, um, sort of consolidating a position there, I think is sort of the minimum that we need to achieve given how much, um, how much we spent. Um, so yeah, I mean, at this stage could be, could be worse to be honest, because yeah, I don't, like, like I said, I don't think our performance performances warrant, uh, much, uh, much more than that. Um, but yeah, shame, shame about the Liverpool match being cancelled because uh, that was, I think, going to be a good sort of litmus test. Um, but yeah, overall, not been a good season, but not in an awful position. Yeah, we would have smashed them. No, <laughs> just joking. Just joking, Ali. Don't get upset. Um, from a Liverpool point of view, I mean, how are you feeling? Uh, with obviously Nunes and all, there's a different, slightly different style to what's been going on, and there's all sorts, of course, um, I guess being said about Liverpool and you know letting Mane go, and now okay, where do they go from here? It's not quite clicking. What's been your uh, evaluation so far? Well, I mean, so far this season, it hasn't it hasn't been what I expected and what you know all other Liverpool fans have expected. I think we started off very poorly, but and I think, I mean, don't get me wrong, we will eventually. I, I reckon, and I hope so anyway, that we will eventually pick up and go come back to the level that we're used to playing at. It may take some time. This may just be one of those seasons where we start off really slow. And I think that's going to be instrumental in, in the league. Having said that, if this situation of ours continues for a couple more games, three to five more games where we don't play with that same pomp and that same confidence that we're used to playing, the same style of play, then I think we, we won't uh, be challenging. We won't be in the top two. I think we'll be probably most likely third or fourth. I wouldn't be surprised with that. In regards to the Nunes situation, obviously he's a new player and the, the whole Liverpool system is now changing to fitting a striker. Don't get me wrong, I think Nunes, from what from the few matches he's played so far, he's shown that, he, in my opinion, he's shown that he can prove to be some sort of nuisance. He can prove to be some sort of threat. But I think he's not used to, say, I think his style of play is not necessarily suited to the Premier League. Now, uh, country, uh, comparing that to um, Haaland, for example, obviously in the German League, it's not as physical as the Premier League, but Haaland's style of play is very much a physical, he's a brute of a player. So it was a natural fit to him. I think Nunez will take some time. And I think eventually Nunez will come, will get into his element and Liverpool will eventually, hopefully be firing on, on all four cylinders again. But it will take some time. I think we're going to go through a period of adjustment. I don't think it's going to be as bad as before. I think it will be a short period of time. Klopp has the backing and the intelligence and the whole club, the whole unity, the whole the team chemistry is all supportive for each other. So they will ensure that the, the, uh, Klopp's style of play and Nunes will fit into the system. So I think we will eventually come back into it. Okay. Okay. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Um, let, let's then go into, uh, I guess, <coughs> Liverpool played yesterday, Ali, against Ajax. I mean, what was your read on that? Uh, a little... Well... Uh, a nicking victory, if you, if you will, Matip. Uh, yeah, nicking victory with a header at the end. Matip and, uh, Matip. Was it Matip? Matip. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Matip, uh, 89th minute. And um, mm. look, I mean, Ajax are not a bad side, but mm. you, you expect them at home to obviously beat them. And 
there's a, probably a little bit of worry around, oh, hold on, as it got towards the end of the match that we're not going to be able to get three points here. Uh, did you watch the match? Uh, and how? No, you... I wasn't. I was actually travelling back from, um, from work, so I was just following it on BBC Sport. But, I mean, <clears throat> even though leaving it that late, considering after the first game, I thought the first game when we got absolutely annihilated, hammered, destroyed by Napoli, it would have been the wake-up call. But for, I mean, don't get me wrong, a win is a win, and I'm always happy for it, as would any football fan. But it's the fact that you're leaving it a bit too late. That's the problem. And I think Liverpool really need to pick up the pace because if they're not if they're not going to perform well in the league, at the very least perform in Liverpool's strength, which is Europe, which is the Champions League. I think I think Salah as well is someone who I love so much to bits. Like he's he's my guy. Like I'll always love and support him. But I think Salah is a player who this season needs to sort of like pick up the pace. Granted, he scored the first goal, yes. But he needs to up up it now because we're starting to see the effects of letting Mane leave, Mane go. And now, I mean, this is Salah's chance to prove to all the doubters wrong that it wasn't Mane who was carrying it. It was, you know, Salah was doing his own thing. So hopefully with the uh, uh, remaining games, I mean, who, who, um, I actually forgot who's in our group. It, it was um, Napoli, Ajax, Liverpool and Rangers, no? Yeah, Ryan Rangers. Rangers. Yeah, Rangers. I think we need to start to pick up the pace and hopefully beat Rangers and then uh, during the return leg at Anfield for Napoli, hammer Napoli, let them know that what they did was a one-off and they can't play like that against Liverpool. So hopefully we can come back, we can, we can start dominating in Europe, like in the group stage and further later stages. An eye for an eye. <laughs> exactly. In fact, no, no yeah. this time it won't just be an eye for an eye, it'll be an eye... Eye from eye, limb, head, everything. Every limb of the body will hopefully will be coming back for it. This has become a very violent podcast. Um, right, on <laughs> to uh, Bayern Barcelona. So, uh, well, I wanted to talk about Bayern Barcelona because Lewandowski obviously made his return to to Bayern. Um, and it was an <clears throat> unhappy return, of course, losing 2-0 in the end. And the first half, to be fair, Barca did outplay Bayern. Uh, they were kind of had some chances and Lewandowski missed a few, uh, which you know I'm sure his his former teammates are really happy about. But uh, in the second half, they kind of sorted themselves out, and Bayern that is managed to win uh, with Hernandez and Sane scoring. Like, again, I don't know if any of you watched this, but um, Nangelsmann, who's the 35 year old coach, is under a bit of pressure generally, so that was uh, quite an important win and. You don't really see many coaches that young around, so quite interesting. But did any, any of you watch the game? No, I didn't watch any of the games yesterday. To be fair, I watched Aaron the highlights. Highlights. Um, okay, just the highlights of the Bayern. Yeah, well, what did you think, Aaron? From what you watched, um, I think the scoreline was quite flattering to Bayern. To be honest, um, Barca were really good in the first half. They're quite unlucky not to score. Lewandowski missed, and I mean, by his standards, missed a good chance. Um, but it's like one of those things, if you're playing Bayern away and they get the first goal, then the game gets away from you. And especially after about sort of, they got their goals quite close together. Um, but yeah, I'm a bit unconvinced about Nagelsmann, to be honest. I don't think Bayern have that kind of invincibility about them anymore. Um, and Barcelona, despite losing, are still looking really good, actually. And I think they'd go quite far in Europe. Mm. Okay, Ashley, do you manage to 
peak uh, at the game at all? Yeah, I only saw the highlights, but um, I heard a lot of good things. I mean, I saw the goals, but I heard a lot of good things about Musiala, who we, yeah, we, we sold for, I think, 180 and, uh, grand, wasn't it? Apparently, he wanted, to, he wanted to go back to Germany, so it wasn't necessarily like we kind of just threw him away, but still... Um, it's like Bellingham now, right? Like Bellingham mm. from Birmingham, and he's now at Dortmund, and he's just scored against Man City, so yeah. that's some of that, eh? There's a couple yeah. of players that... Yep. There's a couple of players who have moved to the uh, to Germany from the UK or England because they feel like they're not getting chances and they kind of just they rip it up there. I mean, Sancho is a good example, right? I mean, he's at Man City before. Uh, but yeah, sorry, go on, Ash, you were saying. Um, but yeah, he looked super impressive. Sane, Sane's goal was really good. Um, I think, yeah, if you score two goals in such quick quick succession, that can completely turn a match on its head. Um I also just find it funny how Barca's defense has got Christensen and Alonso in. Like, how has that happened? And surely, I know Barca have a lot of um, financial issues, but how is surely they could do better than Alonso at left back? Apparently, he was getting exposed. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I did. I, I, touching on Nagelsmann as well, I think. I mean, if they do feel like they want to let him go, I think Tuchel's a, a ready-made replacement. It's kind of a natural fit. For him to go back to Germany, um, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if if um, if we see that happen at some point in the future. Yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Alonso left back, um, weird one. I guess he's not their first choice. They've got Alba and um, what else have they got? They've got one other, haven't they? I've forgotten who it is now. Uh, but they do have another left back as well. But um, look, I mean, I. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I'm not. He should really be a backup, but Alba seems to be injured a fair bit, so probably doesn't help the help their case. Um, I don't know. Weird. Chris Sensen is is not a bad player. I can see why they brought him in because he plays from the back. He can. He needs good pass of the, of a of a football, so that's fine. I get that. Technically, he's pretty sound. Um, but yeah, Alonso's an interesting one. He's not a long term solution at all either. He's a stopgap really to just. I guess bolster the squad a little bit, uh, but yeah, two nil to Bayern in the end, and obviously a good win. Inter Milan one two nil against Victoria Pleasant. Atletico lost to Bayern Leverkusen. I mean, that's pretty shocking. To be honest with you. I know it was Bayern Leverkusen were at home, but I would have thought Atletico might be able to nick something even if it was a draw. Porto got absolutely destroyed by Club Bruges at home as well. So Porto were at home, and they got absolutely smashed by Club Bruges. I mean, that's embarrassing. What was the score from that one? Four nil. Four <laughs> 0 they got they got beaten four 0 at home. Good luck. Uh, have fun going home. And uh, Frankfurt beat Marseille uh, away as well. So Frankfurt were away to Marseille and they won one 0 And we can talk about uh, well, we finish, round up the Champions League matches from yesterday. Tottenham Sporting. So obviously Sporting winning two 0 at home. What do you guys think? Um, I know Ali's got loads of uh, loads of ideas on this, so I'll start with you first. I think before I comment uh, commentate on the games, I, I just want to say one thing that I want to completely change, if possible, my predictions for this season. We, I know we said in a previous video about the group stages. I think I want to completely change no. it, if possible. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, I mean, so far, I mean, from what we've seen for the first two weeks or so, absolute surprises in the Champions League, and it's, it just goes to show the excitement of the tournament, the, you, the teams that you don't... I mean, it's like the European version of the FA Cup in the sense that there's always surprise giant killings. 
I mean, who would have thought Porto got beat by Club Rouge 4 0? I mean, Liverpool gets smacked 4 1 by Napoli. I mean, Napoli are a very good team, but to be to get beaten 4 1 again, you know, and you're Liverpool, that's a huge thing. I mean, Tottenham to lose to um, as much as we banter, we joke with Tottenham, we call them Bottle, uh, Bottle and Hotspur. The fact is, they, they conceded two very late goals and they have an excellent and elite world class manager in Conte. It, it's very it's very surprising. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. It's, it's just very surprising. No one expected it to happen. And hopefully that's going to add more excitement, more of an element of excitement to this tournament and completely just change what the the prepaid, uh, the prepaid, the pre-made sort of condi- um, ideas or uh, judgments were as to who's going to go far and win it. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting to see them uh, lose. I mean, look, they were playing away, so fine. But I think it's more the fact they didn't kind of they managed to get anything from it in terms of at least pushing. You know, as a pretty, I think in the end, a pretty convincing win for Sporting. And you know, they had their full strength side, so there's no kind of excuses there either. Um, so just an interesting way to lose. I mean, Tottenham uh, it was relatively even, um, but. Sporting just uh, managed themselves well in the end, so good win for them. Um, Tottenham, yeah, not not quite sure where they're going to finish in the league as well now, um, and not because of that, just because of that that loss, but I'm not not quite sure what's going to happen with them. But we'll see. We'll see. He seems to be uh, preferring Richarlison to Kulevsky, uh, which is interesting. Um, don't know how I feel about that, but either way, uh, we'll see how they get on as the season progresses. And in terms of results at the moment, or sorry, matches at the moment, Benfica are beating Juventus 2-1 and they're away. Wow. 70 minutes gone. So that could be another giant killing, Benfica being uh, Juventus, considering Juve at home. Chelsea winning 1-0, Napoli 1-0 at Rangers. AOAC Milan 1-3-1. Good win for them. Uh, Giroud, there you go on the on the score sheet. Good old Olivier. Me and Arangan and Ash know him very well. And uh, Roger drawing nil nil against RB Leipzig. Interesting. Cool. Um, Todd, uh, I want to talk about the Chelsea owner because we were talking about this before. Assume <laughs> so he has a touch upon it. Ash, uh, do you want to start because I think you clearly have listened to a lot of him uh, and you know. Terms of what his ideas are like, and uh, we can we can I guess dive in, dive in. He just I just I have no idea what he's got up his sleeve. Like the the stuff he's coming out with about all star games is just like that's just scary to be honest. Like something should never happen. Premier League all stars. We're gonna exactly. have you know the North versus South that Ali was talking about in the chat. That's what's gonna happen. You know that. <laughs> I can't see that going up too well for for the South, to be honest. With uh, with Liverpool Man um, Liverpool Man City and the teams the, the team that they could produce. Mind you, we got Brighton, so I don't know. Maybe maybe it'd be closer, but yeah. No, I think I think Bowley. He I like his ambition in terms of what he wants to. Do at Chelsea. He wants to get a sporting director in, which I think is something we needed for a while. Um, he wants kind of to do away with the sort of traditions at Chelsea, where there was quite a lot of 
quite a big divide between aspects of the club, you know, owner to manager, um, especially. And I think he found that Tuchel wasn't the right man um, to do that. Um, but evidently, he sort of likes what he sees in Graham Potter, um, obviously a young English manager. And the, there's suggestions that, right, this is going to be some sort of long-term project, which with Chelsea, like, that, you have to take that with, you know, a kilogram of salt because, you know, that, 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 that just never fits with the Chelsea sort of model. But perhaps that's what they're trying to change. So um, it remains to be seen, really, what, what he's got up his sleeve and what he does. Um, but I think the general consensus of, you know, for example, um, getting more feeder clubs, a bit like Man City do, um, really connecting the academy to the first team, um, those sort of things are quite encouraging to me as a as a Chelsea fan, um, but but what remains to be seen, to be honest, and like yeah, those plans for what he wants to see the Premier League become, uh, like a, I think the bottom four teams have like some sort of playoff to see who goes down, that sort of thing. Like I just think it's very unrealistic for um, the Premier League, uh, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see what. What sort of, sort of happens yeah in the next couple of years really with, with Chelsea and Bowley. Yeah, interesting. Um Aaron Gan, what do you have any thoughts? Yeah, um I I, I was reading something, I think it was in the Daily Mail, The Guardian recently. Um it was like an interview that they'd done with David Dean. Do you remember the old Arsenal chairman who left ages ago? Um and he was saying that basically um not enough owners who are not enough of the people that come in and buy these clubs see it as something that doesn't belong to them you know it's something that's been there for hundreds of years before them it's just something they participate in they see it as they see the league as an opportunity to kind of cash in make money kind of milk the fans you know sell these kits that are worth like 100 quid every year um create super leagues and just kind of sell out and you see it eventually because ultimately it's the it's a football that suffers and then things are going great for a while but you buy one or two of the wrong players the results go and then suddenly they're sacking managers and it just kind of becomes a vicious cycle and i just get that impression from todd burley and to be honest a lot of the other managers when the um when the european super league came out a while ago you could just tell how out of touch they all were um and it's a shame because chelsea did have a history before abramovich i know that he's They've gone on to do a lot more since, but um, you know when you're chopping and changing things, it doesn't do the club any good eventually in the long term. Um, but it just needs a bit more sensible ownership, to be honest. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um... We just conceded. <laughs> <laughs> Live commentary here from uh, the podcast. <laughs> Well, you know, at some point, uh, you know, we, we should do some commentary on the channel, but need to get people who actually want to do it. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, people are not going to start swearing on screen because they're raging out. I look like an Arab commentator anyway, just to go, 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 Oh God! You know what? If people want to do it, then uh, we'll, we'll try and get people involved. It'll be funny, right? Okay. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Ali, what's your thoughts on Todd? Toddy boy. <clears throat> Todd, to be honest, 
I, I have mixed views on him in the sense that, I mean, first of all, the sacking of Tuchel was, was an absolute disgrace. I mean, I'm not a Chelsea fan any longer, but I think the sacking of Tuchel is an absolute disgrace. What Do you Tuchel say any had... longer? How many people yeah, are you yeah. supporting? Another story for another time. Another story for another time. Oh, wait, is, is this a story where you support every team that's winning? Sorry, I have to leave the chat now. Sorry, bye, ah! bye, guys. <laughs> man, years ago, Liverpool. Now, what's going on, man? Chelsea was it Chelsea when we had uh, Jose Mourinho? No, no, I, I used to be a Chelsea. I was a Chelsea fan way before the Abramovich era. I, I went to my first game for John Terry made his first appearance, and I stuck through for like twenty-two something years. But so what's to be honest, what? I don't know. It's just I, I didn't like how Chelsea were run as a club. I mean, when Abramovich came in, like don't get me wrong, obviously. It was good to see that success come in, but when people started to say, "Oh, Chelsea, you bought success," I used to dismiss it. But as as the years went by, I started to realize, even when amidst the peak of me supporting them, I just think to myself, "That's actually a bit true," you know. It's, and you see a knock-on effect with other clubs. Other clubs saw what Chelsea did with money and started pumping money, and it became very much the sport as a whole became more money-minded. As much as I love football and I love watching certain games, I'm more of a as as cringe as this sounds, I'm more of a, you know the spirit of the game. Like to me, first a football club is first and foremost a club for the fans. I understand it's I understand the commercial aspect of it, but football, the essence of football, the spirit of football as a sport, irrespective of whatever team you support, is being destroyed. I mean, we've seen we see now managers being sacked left, right, and centre as easy as it is to breathe. We've seen the situation at Barcelona, and we've seen how clubs are run. You know where they get run into administration, it destroys it. But to answer your question about uh, Ted Bowley, I think first and foremost, the sacking of Tuchel is an absolute disgrace. It's ridiculous. No matter what your views are, think about what Tuchel has achieved for Chelsea in this short period of time that he has been here. He's won Chelsea the Champions League with a squad that, at the start of that particular season under Frank Lampard, and with all due, the utmost of respect to him, he's a legend of Chelsea, not just Chelsea, but for the game. The squad that Chelsea had were nowhere near expected to win the Champions League that season. Yeah, Chelsea won it. And since then, Chelsea have gone on. I mean, last season, they got to two cup finals, even though they lost it. But it's still a still an achievement in itself. Having said that, <clears throat> I think the idea of a North versus South All-Star game would be interesting. I mean, it's never happened before. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. I, I honestly, I think it would be able to add like a new element. It's, it, you know, you could put it on as a charity game. Yeah. Or for a particular cause, I think it will be an an element of you know it will be an interesting game. It will be an interesting should game. Should we, should we change the ball to a American football and 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 throw it for touchdowns? Oh no 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 no! no. I'm going to get on. To Enzo. Don't worry, I will, I will get on. <laughs> Don't worry. But I think the the bottom four tournament. I think that's stupid. That's that's ridiculous. That that's the, that's the fun of having you know the English of any football team, especially the English legal system. I'm um, sorry, English legal system, English football system. How nice it's legal <laughs> and legal system. That's fun. As well, <laughs> but I think that's ridiculous to say they should have a tournament. No, the only you know uh, knockouts uh, sort of or preliminary sort of tournament is when you do the winners of the championship. So from positions three, four, five, and six. That's how it always should be. I think with the um, in terms of the, what the English football system could model from the American sports system is having more of an uh, input on terms of you know more of an emphasis on money pumped into the drafting system. So you know how they have drafts from like college or universities there or like a, a round pick. I think they should have that because not only would it 
to encourage more and more young people to get into sport. I mean, it would also help, you know, you know, help, help clubs uncover unhidden gems. I mean, we see, we hear stories and horror stories of so many, so much talent thrown away. Whereas if there was more of an emphasis in universities or on other colleges, other means for them to encourage people to get into sport, whether that is signing professional contracts with football clubs or signing professional contracts with individual baseballs like tennis or boxing or, or with rugby, whatever it is, it, whatever it may be, so be it, I would encourage that. And that's something that we could model from the American side of things. As for the halftime show, I think that's stupid, ridiculous. No one really cares for it. I mean, the American football, what? I mean, I don't even watch America at the Super Bowl for a reason. A 45-minute game goes on for like three hours for what? Adverts. We hate adverts on YouTube, let, let alone during a football game or sporting event. I think that's, that would be a ridiculous and, quite frankly, a toxic idea to, for, for it to, to, allow, to manifest and enter the game. Yeah, oh, that's my I, two don't, cents. I don't two want. Cents. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my two cents. Two cents is American now. Um, I say how okay. funny it would be, like, to if you had a draft, so you had someone like drafted from like Warwick University to Chelsea or something. I thought, I thought, <laughs> yeah, that person from Warwick or Loughborough could end up being a, a top player. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it's true. And then also, but also um, the whole All Star Game. Although I don't really want it. That could be quite a fun uh, podcast episode to like create a north, um, like the best north uh, northern team and best southern team. I think that'd be quite fun. Yeah, it'll be it'll be very good to see. It'll be it'll be a very good game. But hold on, you know when I said previously in the chat about the north north versus south, that wasn't based on clubs. That was also like yeah, where the was. players are originally from. So technically, you could have a player plays for Chelsea, but could be from like Newcastle or Manchester or Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember. Oh, I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting one. Like I, I just think I tinker with it too much, and it becomes a bit of a joke. Um, it's not American football. It's football. I get that he's trying to make it more exciting, but then there's already so many eyeballs on football. That's not to say it can't be improved, but it's not like football's struggling for viewership. Uh, in, in a way, I actually think there's probably too much football. On. I don't know what you guys think, but. I mean, trying to schedule a podcast episode is a nightmare because there's football going on every single day. It's like, it's like, how can we cover it without football going on at the same time? It's like, no, you can't. So, um, I don't know. It's it's intriguing. Like, I think the halftime show is just, yeah, I mean, that's just a massive no-no. You can't have, like, a halftime show. I mean, I mean, that would just be ridiculous. Can you imagine, like, links coming on for halftime advert and it's just like, who cares? Who cares? And then what are we going to have? We're going to have singers going on, like like domestic singers going on, like between halftime or something? I don't know. It's bizarre, but I'm not quite sure exactly um, how that would fit. But Todd is, is doing his best at Chelsea. We need a sporting director. I think it was Ash that was saying that. And at Chelsea, we definitely need a sporting director. So if he can get us a sporting director, then I'm a happy man because I'm not sure why we don't have one anyway. We should have had one ages ago. Um, uh, we, I think it was Man United didn't have one. And there was a massive hoo-ha about that. But we still don't have one. So I don't know, know what's going on with that. But hopefully we sort that out pretty, uh, pretty soon because we need someone to take the club forward, have a direction. Uh, we also need to have a head, head of recruitment. And like, I feel like Todd's trying to do it all at the moment. And it's like, but you don't know what you're talking about. As in like, you're not... This isn't your forte. Your forte is the business, the business, not 
uh, sacking like or not like picking up certain players. Like he wanted Ronaldo, which is like you're not playing football manager, right? Like <laughs> this is this is real life. And like if you want to bring him in, fine. But how does he fit in? How many years does he have left? Realistically, like how you know how, how would it work uh, for Chelsea in terms of uh, forget about just thinking about it from a oh it's great to have Ronaldo who's going to sell shirts. Think about it from a how is he going to help the club succeed? Does he fit? I'm not sure he does. So that's an example of it, I guess. Um, but yeah, interesting, interesting one. Um, I don't really have much else to say, to be honest with you, because we have the games coming up this weekend. The Champions League games are nearly finished. So unless we get some last-minute goals, it can always happen. Well, I think Manchester Harlan City, scored. Yeah, Harlan has scored. So Manchester City are 2-1 up. He scored in the 84th minute and... Uh, Wonder if he celebrated, probably not. Um they're two one up after being one nil down. Interesting. Uh PSG Chelsea are one all PSG. Yeah, I mean they should be I smashing struggling them. against them. They should be absolutely destroying exactly. them. Like that is a joke. Do you guys uh, do you guys then... think if, if Chelsea draw this match with with uh having not yet played Milan, getting out of the group surely gonna be difficult. Uh, we should the beat them at, we should beat them at home we should beat them at home we should it might we? come down to goal difference <clears throat> oh god otherwise we'll go to the Europa God. League and uh, play against Arsenal oh, I may as well just we, I'd rather we finish last <laughs> to be honest with you I'd the Europa League. we'll make the Champions League in the league this season hey yeah it's true um, I don't mean to be rude but the uh like the Europa League is just a waste of time. Genuinely, I feel like it's just a waste of time. Um, what is the point? Like, as in for a Chelsea, that is. For Arsenal, I don't know. Maybe Aaron Gans really looking forward to it every Thursday, but um, <laughs> I'm just joking. Listen, we've got to get this European Cup one way or another. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, the thing is, actually, the worst thing was that before the Europa League, so when it was the UEFA Cup, if you won the UEFA Cup, you got granted automatic entry into the Champions League. Then when they changed it originally to the Europa, Europa, Europa League, you what you didn't get entry to the Champions League, which was like, well, this is the most pointless thing ever, right? Because surely you get rewarded for that. Um, but now they've changed it in the last few years to if you win it, you get entry to the Champions League. It's like, that should have been it all along. But that's the only good thing. Like, for example, if Chelsea is struggling in the league, then it's like, okay, we can win the Europa League potentially. And then you get, you get entry, which is like, a bit of a golden ticket obviously it's a, the difference between a, a few million in terms of revenue so yeah uh, some big numbers there but I don't know are we surprised that Chelsea are struggling at the moment no uh, one all but how many minutes gone 84 minutes man we are struggling like hell Adamu hey hold on is that no no that's not I thought that was someone who used to play for Chelsea that's not that's not him I was going to say, it's like, uh, that would be carnage if it was. I would be really upset. Aubameyang got the assist. Good for him. Uh, so that's good. Benfica still being Juventus 2-1. Flipping out. Carnage. Anyway, uh, is there anything you guys want to touch upon? No, there's uh, sad faces, nodding of heads. Before we then wrap up, should we quickly do a... Uh, a little bit of a quick fire predictions for the weekend. Or, or on Friday as well. So 
I'll go around from Ash, Arangan, then Ali, then I'll, I'll finish off. Uh, so Villa Southampton. One one. One one. One one as well. Nil nil. Uh Forest Fulham. Two one Fulham. Two one Fulham, I think. One nil Fulham. One nil Forest. At home. Come on, Forest. Right. Saturday. Uh Wolves Man City. Three nil City. Well. Three one City. Three one City. Diego Costa to score for Arangan. Right. <laughs> and then one all. to get angry and score in the second half or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go one all. Um Newcastle Bournemouth. Um two nil Newcastle. Three nil Newcastle. Two 0 Newcastle as well, yeah. Two one uh, to Newcastle. Uh, Tottenham Leicester. Two uh, one Tottenham. One 0 Leicester. Ooh, huh? savage! One all. Oh, two two. Well, sorry, no sorry. Two two. Uh, two, two I'd say. Two two. Okay. Brentford Arsenal. Uh, 2-0 Arsenal. 3-0. Yeah, 2-0 two, two Arsenal. Aaron, you mean 3-0 Brentford, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've already been there before. <laughs> but no, be like, oh, 4-0 Brentford now. 2-1 uh, Arsenal. Uh, so the last game is Everton. Is, it, is there one on Monday? There isn't. It's the last one, yeah. Everton-West Ham. Ash? Um, we're a two. Two one West Ham. Where, where's the game being played? West Ham's or Everton's ground? Everton. Oh, no, Everton, yeah, yeah, makes sense. Okay, yeah. Um, two nil West Ham. Mm, I'm going to go one all. <laughs> One all. Right, okay. That's all the scores. Let's see how uh, the match is finished as we've been talking. Uh, well, we're into the 90th minutes now. So City 2 1 up still. Napoli 2 0 against Rangers. Chelsea 1 all. Real Madrid had 2 0 up against RB Leipzig. So that's it. They've kind of secured victory there. Asensio putting them beyond. Paris Saint Germain 3 1 up. So they're beyond as well. Neymar getting a goal. Um, so unless we get some late, late. Uh, drama we're going to be ranting about chelsea later uh next week ash so can't wait for that but yeah thanks very much guys uh for tuning in appreciate it and thank you ash Ali and Arian, for being on as always uh great to have a chat about all things football and todd and uh, we will see you guys very very soon remember to the like button subscribe for new leave a rating or review as well and uh we'll see you soon